Fear does not exist on this podcast. Pain does not exist on this podcast. These and other great Cobra Kai references were the jokes we made in the original recording of this episode, which has since been lost and corrupted. So we hope you enjoy this ramshackle second attempt as we dive into the, the master of karate. And we're here on Sendcaster too. Doing so it and a, doing it and thing. doing it well. That sounds that's oddly sexual. Possible, but I can't I can't confirm or deny that. I don't know if I do anything well. You do it well you're enough. Sad. You're sad really well. Good enough. So after yeah. many tests and trials for this podcast, we are officially back. Yeah, it's not it's like we've had say, a million tech issues and an entire lost episode and uh, what's what, like 10 month long now pandemic or anything like that. You say that like that's a lot to overcome. I mean, I mean, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it depends on what you look at your challenges in life, I guess. I mean, I have a plate of pork chops and a bag of Cheetos in front of me. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I uh, I for the second yeah. time, second day in a row, got meat nachos and tacos. Mm. Two days in a row, huh? I have a real problem right now. Two two days. And I'm pretty honest. It's great. Is it three days? No, it's two. No, days, it's more like five. Up. I got it like two or three times last week, so. Jesus. I'm probably. Is this. Cook for yourself, man. Good God. I'm on a real nachos kick right now. Is this via DoorDash, too? Of course it is. So it's. You think I'm going to go to these places? So it's like a pandemic brand. So it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. There's a reason I'm broke, all right? (laughs) I didn't say I was surprised by the fact. No, no, you you didn't. That's fair. You didn't say you were surprised by the fact. Uh, so, so, Brent, what have you got for us today? Yeah, let's 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 let's. We we already laid this out on the line for the episode that was completely lost due to Craig screwing us over. But I I think maybe we should lay it out on the line again, just a just a little bit. Uh, we have not actually recorded one of these for like ten months because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So it's been a while. It's been a while. And we already it's read a one while. path of this book that we're going to read today, which is, by the way, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure 108, Master of Karate. Uh, Cobra Kai, No Mercy, Strike First, Strike Hard. Yeah, Cobra Kai. We made a lot Christian of Cobra Kai noise. We made all kinds of no- jokes that apparently we're going to just gloss over instead of just remake now, pretending like it's original. You know that wouldn't work. In my heart, it would work. <laughs> Isn't that all that matters? <laughs> we're, we are um... not pulling a Kingdom Hearts 3 here. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, so the, the, the biggest thing in the, the episode that we've lost is we established Christian the soundboard Martin over there. It is so what anytime, I am, who I am. Anytime any of us needs a sound effect... We're just going to yell at him to provide such a sound effect. And he's probably just going to say soot in like a karate voice. That's not true. Oh, yeah. Give me any. Give me a non karate sound effect. 
Suet. <laughs> <laughs> totally what different. Do what? what about a man with a heavy French accent asking you what's going on? Suet. Suet. <laughs> Croissant. See, I say I do different stuff. Yeah, he does a French oh, accent boy. too. Give me a full sentence in a French accent. But of course, wee oui, wee, oui, huh? Would you like some croissants? How's that? That sounds like a Frenchman. Well, I'm sure. part French, so it's cool. Quite French. Richie, who's 100% anyway. French and lives in France. France? We live in France? They wear pants and they live in That's France. That's a conehead right? reference if he didn't catch that. Wow. Uh, classic. What a, what a choice 90s reference that was. Was Conan's in the nineties? I feel like that's extremely like a nineteen ninety two. Like uh, early, it's it probably like er, mid 92. mid early nineties. I want to say. I mean, it's got Dan Aykroyd and Chris Farley in it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's like hot off Wayne's World, where they're like, we can make a movie out of any of our sketches, and then like, uh, yeah, I think that was like, riding the coat the Wayne's World coattails. Adam like, Sandler's oh, in that for like maybe <laughs> ten minutes. Maybe we can't make a movie out of any of our sketches. No, they definitely can and still do. No, they don't. What was the, they what do was not the last anymore. one? It wasn't like the most recent Night at the Roxbury? Wasn't the last that the last uh, skit the to be made into a movie? The, I thought the last one was the ladies' man. The latest man. Uh, no, I think they made one like just a couple years ago, I thought. Yeah, what? Well, we have the power of the internet. Oh, SNL movies. Watch it be some like completely bizarre one. Oh, right. it was MacGruber. MacGruber. That there was the last go. one they made. MacGruber was, never seen was MacGruber. really good. MacGruber was really good. MacGruber. Uh, Mac- MacGruber is a genuine classic movie. You gotta watch that movie. Hmm. But that's not what we're doing today. We're Absolutely not. We're we're ready, getting ready for our karate tournament. We're getting ready for our karate tournament that uh, we have no foreknowledge of. Can we still talk about MacGruber? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the part where MacGruber fucks yeah. a ghost? What? No, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd just glide right over that, but okay. There's t- too much to unpack too quickly. <laughs> Richie, watch MacGruber. Uh, MacGruber. No, no, thank you. We're not asking. <laughs> We'll take no your life converters. Sure, $600. No, I said we'll take your life converters. We've derailed enough. <laughs> We've never derailed enough. <laughs> I, I always get a sense of self-satisfaction out of uh, blowing Richie's mind by saying things like, Johnny Lawrence's car gets blown up in Karate Kid, or MacGruber fucks a ghost. <laughs> Or, hey, do you remember that song in P.E. that started with, attention, this is the police, this club is closed, forever, and goes into a techno version of In the Hall of the Mountain King? Because that still fucking blows my mind. I'll go back to that fucking song and just start shaking my head. This isn't real. This is, this, this is, this isn't real. I reminded you guys of that on the way to see Jay and Silent Bob reboot, right? Yep. <laughs> Which is happened? a... That, that movie is fucking hilarious. That movie is fantastic. A.K.A. the best night of Richie's life. You're mm-hmm. welcome. This is the police. 
This club is closed. This club is closed. Forever. Like it, it just jumps into the fucking music, and you're just, it's still like a, like a fucking brick wall. <laughs> It's I'm, not, I'm not crazy, right? They used to play that in gym, right? I don't remember that. See, the problem with that is I don't believe you because we didn't go to the same fucking school. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We didn't. We went to the same high school, but by that point, they stopped yeah, we the blasting shitty That's how we met. Of speakers in the gym. Which is weird because you thought that'd be the prime time for it. Yeah. You think that's when, like, the disaffected youth would be like, if only we Between had Between buying right pizza, now. having it delivered to the school during lunch, and people making whole-ass waffles in the middle of break, like, you would have thought that dropping in the Hall of the Mountain King techno version would have been appropriate. Who was making waffles at break? A god. I don't, I don't know. They were just, they brought a waffle maker to school. You don't remember <laughs> that? Do this. No, I don't. I could see Michael doing that. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, that does seem that does seem like a Michael move. He would have done that. He would have brought all right. from home now. a full vat of waffle mix and a waffle maker and just plugged it into a goddamn outdoor port or something and just started making waffles. Which was in second quad. <laughs> but now let us start making karate. Yeah, ka- karate. That was that was a transition call that a segue boys that was a segue into the book and to kick off the book uh christian uh give me a karate sound suit suit you hear that you hear that karate sound richie you got you got it back back there you got two sets two sets dose sets you got i got two but i feel that we can do better as the book progresses oh we'll get better Okay, boys, are you ready for me to read the first uh, 10 pages of this book that don't have a choice again? <laughs> oh, 10 pages? I mean, who knows how many pages? Let's oh, yeah. How many I mean, pages? Like... Let's get started. <laughs> you are yeah, nodding right. off. And... Read at Mrs. us. <laughs> you are nodding off in Mrs. McGrath's English class, the last class of the day. When the school bell finally rings, you collect your books and head for the door, then rush down the wide corridor toward the gym. Seconds later, you're at your hall locker, stowing away your books and pulling out your gi. A white, loose-fitting karate uniform, in case you didn't know what a gi is, by the way. I was lost. It's the second time hearing it, and I'm still lost. You're just sitting over there like, I still got no idea what a gi gi is. I I got nothing. I got nothing. In the locker room, you change as fast as you can and run to the gym where the other members of the karate club, of which you are the president, are already lined up in a row. Billy Baxter, your best friend, is there having dropped out of the club for a year to concentrate on computers. You take your place next to him. At what the a the nerd. Line. Like, he yeah, wasn't really I doing wonder... with computers. He was just staring at him for a year. I wonder if his computer fascination will come up later. I don't think so. It never does. He tries to bring it up, but we just ignore it. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that this is superfluous, but I have to bring up again. Billy Baxter is the name of the kid from the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where the secret police of Canada <laughs> throw a child in jail for making prank phone calls. Same kid. Same kid. Same kid. We, we established last time it's the same kid. This is maybe all canonically sh- he, the same. Maybe he shouldn't have said that that lady's refrigerator was running and he wouldn't be sent to the Guantanamo Bay of Canada. Mm. 
terrible existence. Goodness gracious. How do I not remember this episode? Because <laughs> you haven't lived. Richie, the I, tale of the I remember the one where the, the two kids were pestering their gay neighbors, calling them uh, cannibals. <laughs> Yeah, but then in the end, they turned out to actually be cannibals. Spoilers! <laughs> Let a man imagine. Mr. Clark, your gym teacher and faculty advisor for the karate club, enters. Everyone stops talking as he kneels down on the floor in front of you. One by one, you and your classmates do the same, preparing for the brief session of meditation that always begins your after-school practice. Mentally At preparing the signal, for the kumite. <laughs> mentally <laughs> preparing for the kumite. At the signal, you close your eyes and try to wipe the mirror of your mind free of dust, as Mr. Clark likes to say, quoting one of the ancient Chinese masters. It doesn't say which Chinese master. It's just one of the ancient the Chinese one. masters. The one. Embrace tranquility. Ah, that's my favorite ancient Chinese master. After meditation, you all stand and bow before Mr. Clark, who bows back in return. He studied karate in Japan when he was in the army, and he likes to include all the formalities he learned over there, including the war crimes he did at the time. That's how he got all the kids to join. Mm-hmm. Unwillingly. <laughs> he committed some war crimes, and he's like, hey, kids, you want to see me do more war crimes? And they're like, hell yeah. You got to join my club. It's the only way the school pays me. That's, again, that is, again, the plot of, the plot of, like, fucking Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. <laughs> Listen, Cobra Kai is life. Always Cobra goes back, it, it always full circles to Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is a show that has a lot to say about a lot of subjects. That's all you, I'm going to say. Do you think for a second we're going to talk about karate and not bring up Cobra Kai? Yeah, Cobra Johnny Kai Lawrence is, is a great man. He was cheated out of his win when Daniel LaRusso did that illegal crane kick. I'm saying illegal, man. It was not within the rules, and his life went downhill. For all yes, we know, he's doing crack. crack. No, okay, I can tell you crack one karate. thing. I can tell you one thing about Cobra Kai. There is no scene where Johnny Lawrence visibly smokes crack. Visibly? <laughs> it's not, it's not on not screen. Not the camera, obviously. That's just illegal. <laughs> He's smarter than that. Before we start today's practice, Mr. Clark says, I have an announcement to make. Ujek, a Japanese electronics company, is sponsoring a nationwide karate tournament. We have been asked to compete. The qualifying meet will be held at a school in Middleton two weeks from now, and the finals will take place in Japan with all expenses paid for by Ujek. I suggest they, that we work extra hard to pay for to prepare. They said something about like trying to find the best kids for some kind of battle island royale thing. I'm not really reading into it, but it looks good. <laughs> it looks promising, kids. Yeah, they said that. Oh yeah, this, this with all the kids from our other class, right? All the yeah. kids from everywhere. One hundred children drop onto an island. One karate master leaves. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone just made the Hunger Games, but it's just like karate only? I would love it. Karate. It's just like a bunch of. It's just like a I mean, that sounds like a dead, like dead ass. That sounds like a 1980s plot film. Yeah, but film like plot. imagine, imagine like it's like a bunch of 12 year olds, and they all have like green belts and karate, and they're like, you must use your skills to kill each other. So they're all just kind of like ineffectively chopping at each other, you know? Hiya! Hiya! And then eventually one kid breaks the rules and just like beats the other kid to death with a rock, and they're like, oh shit, we gotta. Yeah, he finds a stick and it just really escalates from there. One kid gets a gun <laughs> somehow. I don't know where he found it, but he has it. A kid uh, invented guns while he was on that island. 
Damnedest thing. He brought a 3D printer. <laughs> no, it was the damnedest thing. <laughs> you know I mean, what they say. You know what they say. Kids kill the damnedest things. I, I mean, they were, they were on the island for three months, so he had the time. After practice, you, Billy, and Veronica walk home. Winning that tournament should be a snap. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we established a voice for Billy. Let me read that again. Winning that tournament should be a snack, Billy says to you. After all, oh, we've all studied Kung Fu with the best in China, and you learned a lot about Taekwondo last summer in Korea while searching for your friend Ling. Our martial arts He's training do some is shit. pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, we established last time that apparently this kid like goes on karate adventures all the time. On the daily, son, as the kids say, I think. That doesn't mean that someone else might not have as much training or as much skill, you say. Uh, you two are the best in class, Veronica says. I'm just a beginner, but if they count the whole team and the scoring, then... Don't worry, Billy interrupts. If you're good, we... <laughs> you're good. If we continue to practice, you can only get better. We have two weeks, you say. Instead of our usual three times a week, let's promise to practice together every day, even if it's only for an hour. I'm As I said, As I said last time, if you practice every day like that so hard, you're going to hurt yourself. You're ruining your chances. The chance of yeah, injury well, is skyrocketing. Hopefully Billy gets injured because then he wouldn't have to fight. These are we both know we both know he'll die. Well, Billy's destined to die in the ring to awaken your true karate master powers. Oh, wrapping it back around to Cobra Kai, there's a student in Cobra Kai who's like three feet tall and he's like clearly like a ten year old, but like they never really call attention to it. So there's just like this badass ten year old just like fucking throwing off punches in the background all the time. Dude, he's prime. Next season, he's going off. <laughs> <laughs> All right? He's going off next season. He's Count definitely killing other says, kids. Count me and says Veronica, waving goodbye. Wow, kids may be dying at the end of a season in Cobra Kai? I, what, I'm not saying anything. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Two weeks later, you and the rest of your karate team meet at Middletown High. I'm sorry, Middleton. Gotta gotta pronounce it that way. The bleachers set up on the sides of the gym. Not Upperton, not Lowerton, Middleton. <laughs> Lowerton nice... is where Cobra Kai is, and Upperton is where Miyagi Do Karate is, and that's why they fight all the time. No, it's it's where his used car lot is. <laughs> yeah, that's where Daniel's used car lot is. <laughs> God, Cobra Kai is so good. The bleachers set up on the sides of the gym are packed with spectators, and in in the center, a large square ring is marked off on the floor with a broad white border. Teams from a dozen schools in the state are gathered, broken off into groups all around the ring. Mr. Tanaka, a gentleman from Ujek, comes to the judges' table and announces in broken English. Again, this book really likes to say that they're speaking in broken English. The basic rules in the start of the tournament. Contestants are paired off into individual and team matches. According to an elimination chart drawn up from earlier from a random selection of names, each bout will last three minutes or until a major punch or kick is delivered, just short of actual contact. The lineup begins with Veronica, to be followed by Billy in the second match. Veronica wins, but Billy dies, a little too easily for his earlier bravado. I guess I need more practice than I thought, he says as he ascends to heaven, walking over dejectedly to where you and the team are grouped. After that, of the other six members of your team, five win and one loses. It's your turn next, the team that has enough points to carry the tournament if you win the match. Billy didn't actually die, but I hate him, so I wish that's how the book actually went. One day, one day, when we get to choose Billy's true adventure. Why do I feel that Billy would have glasses like Bubbles from the fucking Trailer Park Boys? Because he showed up pop glasses. (laughs) (laughs) 
frankly, he probably is Bubbles of the Hard Boys. <laughs> no, that, that <laughs> you go to the center of the ring and assume a fighting stance. At the judge's signal, your opponent, a tall blonde boy with a crew cut, Johnny Lawrence, <laughs> attacks right. almost at once. You quickly dodge his attack and grab his sleeve, throwing him off balance. Then you counterattack with a backhand strike to a point a quarter of an inch from the bridge of his nose. Right, his the nose first goes into his brain and he dies. After, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Him? After a succession of the quick punches and the kicks that drive your opponent out of the ring, the referee calls for the end of the match and declares you the winner. Here's your first choice, boys. If you want to finish him, you go to page 97. If you want to take his soul and then finish him, you go to page 98. If you want to show this boy mercy, you go to page 100. Are you even debating it? Why are we not on page 97 already? Kill. No, we got to take his soul. Well, I don't want his soul. You know, okay, but I, if, we, if we take his soul, do we get to say your soul is mine? You're required to say that. Otherwise this this is a make or break for me. If you well, don't I'm say sorry. your soul is mine after you steal someone's soul, then you don't technically get to keep the soul. That's how Heaven's Finder's Keeper's rule works. I don't want to keep his soul. Who knows what he's done? That could be one fucked up soul. He's in a child fight tournament. <laughs> <laughs> you take his soul and you're just like, all of your power. It says it right here, abnormal soul. All your, power, all your strength and oh my god what were you looking at on the internet oh my god your dark thoughts oh, I didn't want those Billy was gonna take us all out Billy's got a gun in his locker I have to tell you that right <laughs> now I don't know where he got it that seems to be blacked out somehow but I know it's in there he bought it from Mephisto. The crowd goes wild as Mr. Tanaka congratulates you on your, you and your team. Shaking your hands. Wow, Veronica exclaims. We did it. A few weeks later, you, Billy, and Veronica are driven to the airport by your mother. Be careful, she says. Remember what happened to you while you were away on your other trips? Don't worry, you say. I won't have to murder anyone this time. What kind of trouble could I get into? Hopefully. What's the odds that happens a third time? <laughs> Classic joke recycling. In the well, terminal, who can never be sure? In the terminal, you meet Mr. Clark and the rest of the team. Then you board your Japan Airlines flight to Tokyo. Billy bends your ear about computers for almost the entire flight over. This trip will be fantastic, he says. The Japanese produce some great computers. Not to mention all the other electronic stuff they make. He seems to have forgotten all about karate and the reason you are going to Japan. Veronica, on the other hand, sleeps for most of the flight. In a way, you envy her. Turn to page 34, which is great because that gives you the illusion that you might make a choice soon, but I assure you, we got a little ways to go. Mm. The plane lands sometime in the afternoon at Narita Airport, just outside Tokyo in Japan. Surprisingly, the reception area is filled with fast food restaurants and souvenir stores. The Japanese kids your own age, you are curious to see, are all wearing stonewashed jeans and sneakers. The adults are wearing western clothes. You're not sure what you expected to see. Something more exotic, maybe. What, what did you expect to see? A bunch of people in kimonos? <laughs> yes, that's what I assumed. Up ahead, a small figure is pushing his way through the crowd and waving. It's Mr. Tanaka. He must have taken the earlier plane. He manages to get through your group, your group through customs, and then to an outside sunlit parking area where taxicabs, limousines, and minibuses are all lined up along the curb. You take limousine to hotel, Mr. Tanaka says to Mr. Clark as he directs... Oh, sorry as he directs a uniformed attendant pushing a large airport cart loaded with your bag with your baggage. Then he bows. 
group all taken care of, he says. You and the others get in the elongated limo. As it pulls out of the airport, it's immediately caught up in congested traffic on the outskirts of the city. Up ahead, the tall, dazzling, ultra-modern skyscrapers of Tokyo loom like the Emerald City of Oz. Ooh. Ooh. That, that could be New York, Billy says. If you look quickly. Whatever happened to the quaint Japan it, we Billy. used to read it? Whatever happened to the quaint Japan we used to read about in ge- geography class? Veronica asks. Well, maybe it's around here somewhere. You say it's not on my hand. Time makes fools sure. of us all. It's almost like progress is the march of time. That can't be true. I just want to wow it. An hour or so later, you pull up to the front of a huge glass wall building. After getting the room keys at the front desk, you follow Mister Clark through a glittering lobby where you join the rest of the group. Christian, karate sound, now. Richie, karate sound. Okay, those are good karate sounds. How does everyone feel, Mr. Clark asks listlessly. I'm going to turn in, <laughs> turn in and sleep off some of this jet lag. If anyone goes out, don't stray too far from the hotel. This teacher's just letting children go out by himself. Hmm. Remember, we have to be up early tomorrow for practice. He turns around and disappears into the elevator, followed by most of your group. I don't know about you two, but I'm going to go out and have a look around, you say. I'm with you, Billy says. Maybe we can find a computer store or a circus of values. I I knew that was fucking coming. (laughs) Come back when you got some computers, buddy. What are we gonna do without? You? What are we gonna do with you, Veronica? Exclaims. We just got here. Come, let's explore. Which way first? Let's just walk in one direction and see where there. See what there is. You say we can come back and try another direction tomorrow. As the three of you pass through the revolving door to the outside, you notice the sun has vanished and it's starting to rain. The sky is almost as dark as night, and people all around you are opening umbrellas and racing for cover. In addition to the rain, there seems to be a smoggy haze in the air that blurs the cascades of red, orange, and yellow neon signs that run along both sides of the street. I hate turning pages. I don't understand why it even has you turning pages when no choices have been made. This could have just been pages 1 through 10. I know. I I know. I really know. Look over there, Billy says. Oh, sorry. Look over there, Billy says. I was about to say, who the hell was that? It's an electronic store. Several electronic stores, in fact. They're all over the place. The three of you enter the nearest store. I've never seen so many different brands, Billy says as he heads up the center aisle of the showroom, which is curiously empty of people. Maybe we should just leave you here and come back in a few days, Veronica says sarcastically, but Billy is so engrossed that he doesn't even hear her. You follow into the back when suddenly there is a series of crashes out in the front of the store. You turn around and see a number of figures dressed in some kind of black medieval armor. They are smashing the merchandise inside with heavy wooden gloves. The sales clerk hollers and runs through a door in the back of the showroom. Christian, give me a good TV smashing sound. Richie, give me a good angry man hitting a TV with a baseball bat sound. That's a Japanese man hitting a TV with a baseball bat. A little little questionable, but okay. (laughs) They are smashing the merchandise inside with heavy wooden clubs. The sales clerk hollows and runs through a door at the back of the showroom. You have no idea what's going on, but instinctively, you, Billy, and Veronica follow him. You know the worst thing, too? You mentioned that this could be like the first five pages. You have to turn back to page five to get the first choice. Like, come on. 
The sales clerk slams the door and locks it shut behind him. He begins hollering something in Japanese onto a phone. They but it must be dead because he throws it to the floor with disgust. Must hide or run away, he says in English. Bad samurai come. Break up store. He points to a door that seems to lead to the basement, then points to a back door that leads outside. Meanwhile, the bad samurai are trying to smash through the showroom door. It's starting to splinter. You could run out the back door, but there may be more samurai waiting out there. On the other hand, you could escape to the basement, only to find yourself trapped down there. Whatever you choose, you have to decide fast. If the three of you hide in the basement, turn to page 54. If you run out the back door, turn to page 71. Back door, am I right? Yeah, back door. Yeah, we have no foreknowledge that would happen if we went to the basement and went on some kind of wacky adventure where we got recruited into the Yakuza or anything. No, that makes no none. sense to me. I, that's that's something I don't understand. No, Let's go to the back not. door. Okay, yeah, you know what? You're, you're right. I think the back door sounds like a pretty logical choice. Turn to page 71 and head out that back door. You, Billy, and Veronica rush out through the back door and into the alley behind the store. At the far end, you see traffic and the flashing lights of the main street. Christian, traffic sounds. <laughs> That's the man who's fighting. He's karate in the streets. Yeah, he likes to go outside and physically assault traffic. The local man steps out and yells at cars. <laughs> local man soots at cars. Soot. You are about to head in that direction when a dark Toyota van pulls into the alley and stops in front of you. Several armored samurai figures jump out and dash toward you. Quick, let's get back inside and go down to the basement, you shout. But as you try to get back in, several of the samurai come dashing out from inside the store. You run smack into one of them, and the two of you go tumbling backwards, knocking off his strange-looking helmet. For a moment, you see his head. He turns his head away from you and covers his face as he shouts something to the others in Japanese. Quickly, they run over, Ew. grab you, and drag you into the van. So you got kidnapped by samurai. That will happen when you, like, this when is, you travel. This is, you're literally getting dragged into a van. This is Stranger Danger time stamp. Uh, as the van backs out onto the main street, the samurai figures tie your hands and feet, then blindfold you. You hope that Billy and Veronica manage to get away. From somewhere in the distance, you can hear sirens coming. At the same time, the men in the van are arguing back and forth in Japanese. You can't understand what they're saying, but your guess is that they are talking about you. You can feel the van moving slowly through the traffic. It's not the fastest getaway you imagine, but the police themselves probably can't move that much faster through the heavy Tokyo traffic. The sirens, in fact, seem to be falling farther and farther behind. You certainly have a lot of questions in your mind. Why the strange costumes, you wonder? And why attack an electronics store in the first place? More importantly, what are they going to do with you now that they have you? After a while, the van starts to go faster, and you guess that you're out of the city. Your kidnappers have been going quiet for some time. You feel the road going uphill. Finally, the van comes to a stop. Quick quick question. What do you guys think their uh, intent was to just smash up a bunch of Sony VCRs at that store? Um, I think that they just wanted to collect pieces of plastic, and maybe. that was the easiest way to do it. Do you think or maybe they like take out the competition? Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think no. maybe they like work for Toshiba and they're like fucking Sony? You gotta take it. Absolutely not. They want they want that sweet sweet plastic, and they're gonna smash to get it. You know what? They do Listen, want that sweet sweet plastic. Plastic is a valuable resource. People are just now realizing the powers of plastic. 
Trying to get to that sweet can. Sweet, sweet can. can. Look, so I was just, I had to drive the babysitter home and someone had to look at a sweet can. <laughs> That's okay. Mr. Simpson, your, Mr. Your Simpson, no. more than actual evidence could ever be. Mr. Simpson, Mr. Simpson, stop. Your kidnappers untie your feet and remove your shoes. Then you are taken, still blindfolded, into a building of some kind. You're going to get serial killed. What the fuck? You are led down several stairways and then through many long corridors. Then your captors untie your hands, shove you through a door, and slam it shut behind you. You pull off the blindfold. You're in a small, bare, windowless cell with a high ceiling. There are straw mats on the floor, and the ceiling is covered with a paper screen lit from above. A narrow panel at the base of the door slides open, and a red lacquer tray appears with an elegant cup a teapot, and a bowl of rice and vegetables. A pair of chopsticks is included, and a napkin is artfully folded in the corner of the tray. If this, is some, kind of prison, prison? If this is some kind of prison, you think, at least they feed you in style. Uh, what is your, what is your name? Don't say the end. A heavily accented voice comes from the, above the, ce- the thin ceiling. And where are you from? Turn to page 15. You tell the invisible speaker your name. I came to Japan to cre- compete in a karate tournament, you say. There is a pause. Quite a coincidence, then, the voice says. Have an interesting proposal for you. Have our own karate training program. You are invited to join. You do well to consider. Keep open mind and go along with us. Well, what do I have to do, you ask? You will find out when it is time. Your decision, please. Mm-hmm. What, you should, what should you do? You wonder. If you accept the offer, even if you pretend to join... Will you be able to back out later on or escape? On the other hand, if you say no, who knows what will happen to you? If you decide to accept the offer, turn to page 88. And if you decide to decline, turn to page 79. All right, boys, this is our Listen. first real big choice. If we Listen. if we decline, we're dead. That, you know it. what you do? You never decline anything when you're in jail. You accept mm. any offer, accept anyone's help. You do what you got to mm. do. You survive. We take the offer. We take the offer. We take okay, the offer because we're in Japanese jail. And then once you take the offer, they slide like a toothbrush shiv underneath and like, you'll need this. They, they slide you a shiv and a chocolate bar. That's all you're ever going to need. <laughs> it's important to have friends on the inside. It's like, use this to build up your reputation. They're like, here, we want you to eat the shank and shank someone with the chocolate bar. It'll really get your point across. I accept your offer, you say, somewhat reluctantly. The voice is silent. What happens now, you ask, but there is no answer. You sit on the floor and eat from the tray. You don't notice at first that the door to your cell is open. When you look up, a small Japanese girl wearing a karate gi is standing there. A red insignia is stitched on her jacket. You know Uh. you've seen it somewhere before, but you can't quite place where. She bows ceremoniously. (laughs) The rival school. school. We bought in. Hey, wait a second. You're from Miyagi-Do. We're not allowed to talk to you at Cobra Kai. We can't do it. We just, we can't. Johnny's been hurt too many times. We can't Johnny, do it. Johnny was hurt too much by that illegal crane kick. Emotionally, physically. He hasn't had an erection in 12 years. He tells us too much. Again, plot points of Cobra Kai. You keep guessing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too obvious. She bows ceremoniously as she gets to her feet. Without speaking, she hands you a pair of cloth sandals and beckons for you to follow her. 
As you enter the corridor, the floor, you notice, is made of highly polished deep redwood. The walls are made of rough gray stone, and the ceiling is very high. The only problem I have is rich screens. mahogany. Marlon Brando is sitting in the corner. <laughs> I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Is that what you're saying? He looks is to make you an offer that you cannot refuse. I refuse. I'm not wearing the sandals. I won't do it. The walls are of rough gray stone, and the ceiling is very high, covered with brilliantly lit paper screens, like the one inside the cell you just came from. Suddenly, a group of men and women jog past you from behind and head toward a large double door up ahead. A large Italian man comes out from the corner and claims he's going to make an it's going to make you an offer that you can't refuse. You refuse the offer. He takes a chocolate bar and walks away. <laughs> that chocolate bar is really coming in clutch. You lost one of your two gifts. You've taken a hit. Where are we at? Uh, we're going to page 59. Oh, yeah. Good things happen on the page 59. Ooh. Ooh. That is a picture. I got to send you guys the picture. I'm going to mm. do the ghetto way we did it last time. The uh, extremely inefficient, bad, the extremely way we did great it. way to do it for a visual, for a uh, audio podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll just edit all this shit out anyway. Take a look at that will, picture, boys. Will we? Mark it. 36 Let's minutes, see. 50 seconds. Oh, this is oh. a hell of a Japanese karate school. They only accept winners. Universal Japanese Electronics Corp. Yeah, Ujek. Ujek. Oh. <laughs> this is phenomenal. But which one of these you kids know, is the most guy, dominant? I, I, maybe that guy is like the dude from the Apple commercial. Where he's like, conform, use Windows 95 or whatever. No? I would love to use Windows 95. Use Windows 95. It'll make running Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness, pretty easy. You say that now, but when I try to load it up, if it doesn't play... It'll it'll play and it'll show you that sweet ass opening cutscene too, where it's like the tides of darkness and like all the weird robot men are grabbing shit because they don't look real. Um, even I'm though sure at the time, usually real game. Yeah, even though at the time that was like the realest thing you've ever seen, it still is. They arm themselves with dwarven steel and mail. <laughs> Love that shit. Following the girl through the door, you find hundreds of students dressed in geese, kneeling in rows and filling the large hall. Up front, a large movie screen covers the wall. The girl motions for you to take your place at the end of the back row. As you do this, the screen lights up and a man's face appears, filling the entire space. Speaking in Japanese, he begins a speech in the same booming voice that spoke to you earlier in the cell. Though the language is no longer English, you're pretty sure that's the same man. The voice continues as the face vanishes, and you see an array of electronic products flashed on the screen, like a music video, interspersed are shots of the Earth from space. Ujek, Universal Japanese Electronic Corporation. Today, Japan. Tomorrow, the world. The girl translates for you. Suddenly, you remember where you saw that insignia on a jacket before. It's the logo of the Ujek. The voice in the room before was right. This is a coincidence. Turn to page 23. It's all a big, crazy coincidence is what I'm saying. It's also Surely because they... we made two choices in an hour. Oh, don't worry. There's a choice. Uh, an hour? It's been 40 minutes. We have a literal timer. You want to start this game with me, sir? I swear <laughs> to God. I will drive to your house and soot your fence again. Again? Something I should know about? Yeah, I remember. 
Yeah, me and me and Ruben broke one of the boards in your fence, and your dad was like pissed. Oh yeah, like, that did happen. Dumbass. Like, sophomore year it's not my fault i stuck my fist down and ruben ran into it and i elbowed the the it shouldn't have shattered is what i'm saying <laughs> oh. if my richie, elbow didn't break before, it shouldn't effect. have broke richie karate side like, effect I, hold, i'm just taking it <laughs> okay now you were saying richie yeah there you go so at the end of the video, the audience rises and starts chanting in a kind of frenzy. Like I imagine they're going fucking nuts for this. Oh like, god, ah! it's a Japanese karate. It's a Japanese karate death cult. It's a Japanese leaves. karate death Two cult. Enter, this can't happen again. Leaves. One of us. One of us. One of us. Kumate. 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 Oh shit! Jean Claude Van Damme showed up. And that's when they circle around the monkeys who are fighting with knives. Every Friday. At the end of the video, the audience rises and starts chanting in a kind of frenzy. The girl taps you on the shoulder and motions for you to follow her once again. You hurry after as she rushes through a smaller doorway at the, st- at the side of the auditorium and out a hallway. What? Who are you? What is this all about? You ask. My name is Akiko. We will speak further. But right now, I'm in a hurry, she says. She's got to go poo real bad. I am your savior. I'm nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to drop a deuce we talk later. I'm your savior, but right now I got a, I got a date with the porcelain. I gotta go suit went out real fast. (laughs) You you walk past the bathroom. All you hear is suit. Never before has the ancient tongue been used so well. <laughs> it's oh the ancient goodness. it's the ancient art of focusing your key, and if you focus it all down near the bottom, you can <laughs> You can power duke like no one's ever seen before. Let it be known oh this podcast goodness. enjoys a good poop joke. <laughs> Episode title Power party, Duke party Forbidden Magic. <laughs> Focus your key on the lower Power regions suit. and then suit it out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, it's just like Granny that. goodness. Oh, Stop it. Yeah. Granny goodness. A joke that has no context for this episode, but sure, I keep bringing up Granny goodness. Granny goodness. Oh. Yeah, Darkseid's grandma friend. Grandma friend. What's our. <laughs> What's our next choice after the power, Duke? <laughs> Who are you and what is this all about? And what did you eat, you ask? <laughs> did you also eat the rice? Because now I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, no. Was that the vegetables? Oh, I ate all of those. <laughs> yeah, I asked for a California roll. I did not get it. Uh, directing you into a small room about the same size as the cell you were put in earlier, Akiko leaves. And once again, you're alone. Left to wonder where you are and what will happen to you. This time, however, there's a large toilet in your cell and you're directed by a you sign don't to wonder. one out. You don't wonder what the smell is, because you know. <laughs> you are fully aware of what the smell is this time. You are in the presence this time, however, of power. You notice a small window overhead. Some large boxes are lined up against the wall on one side. You can easily pile them up on top of one another and reach the window. But is this some kind of test, you wonder? If you decide to try to get out of the window, turn to page 64. If you decide to wait for Akiko to come back, turn to page 100. 
I think the smell is so unbearable that we have to try to escape. That's the test. <laughs> I mean... Akiko would want us to escape. Okay. You think Akiko is like... <laughs> she wants a better life for us, and the better life is on the outside. You can hear Akiko just like, just please, escape from all of us. You can hear Akiko, Goodness. (laughs) Too much fun. Richie, give me a good set. Set! Richie, did you shake your pants? No! (laughs) (laughs) It's good to laugh. You quickly stack the boxes on top of one another. Carefully climb up and look out the open window. You are above ground, you realize, in some kind of castle. You see woods and a farmland. And in the distance, the lights of Tokyo in a bright, multicolored glow arching up in the sky. I'm sorry. The multicolored glow arching up into the night sky. I jump out the window. I think that might be a choice we're going to have, but hold on. Spoiler alert. Almost directly overhead, or I don't know. I just see there's choices at the bottom. I haven't read them. Almost directly overhead, a three-quarter moon emerges for a few seconds behind the fast-moving clouds. You lean out the window and look down. Projecting out a few inches from the wall is a ledge. Below that is a long drop into a moat or lake. You don't want to go in a moat or lake. That's where the soot goes. But how cold is it? Oh, it's pretty warm right now after Akiko's. I mean, if they're they're going to tell me that the moon is out for three seconds, they're not going to tell me the temperature and humidity? Fuck them. (laughs) How am I supposed to make an informed decision without knowing the facts? You climb all the way out and find the ledge with your feet, flattening yourself against the building. Then you let go of the windowsill, working your way along the ledge, hoping to find a way to escape. It's tricky business. One slip and you'll plummet down 40 or 50 feet into the water. In the shadows along the building, you see a dark figure before you on the ledge. You are about to start back the other way when you hear a voice you recognize. It's the girl, Akiko. You have done well, she says. But now you must come back with me into the castle. It's hard to tell what Akiko wants. You can listen to her and find out. Or you can continue your escape by going in the other direction. So if you go back inside the well, castle, turn to page it. 21. If you try to escape, turn to page 73. Now, does she seem angry with us for trying to leave? Because the power of that soot really made us need to get the fuck out. Well, she says she, you have done, she does say that you have done well. Yeah, that we've done well. If we want to continue so, to do well, we need to keep getting away. The, fair, fair logic. That's fair logic. For once, I've got logic. Uh, Uh, Isn't an opinion. How about... uh, Oh, so, Richie, your idea is that we just find a toilet, perch ourselves on it, and just... No, 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 no. He didn't say find a toilet. So heinous. He just wants wants to power soot right here, right now. And then see what Chico says. Richie is just sooting as she'd we record. Be, she'd be even more impressed. She'd be like, well, you, I haven't seen a soot that powerful in years. The soot is strong with this one. Finally, a worthy opponent. <laughs> Pulls out two cans of Febreze is ready to go. Two cans of Febreze and one large container of cuttlefish. Not a cuttlefish. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you want me to eat the cuttlefish or the rice? 
Oh, cuttlefish? Okay. Primo South Park reference there, bro. Where else do you get them? Nowhere. I say yes, we it's just true. You, can, you can only get South Park references out of South Park. Okay, you guys want to leave? Richie, what do you say? I say we just go. You say okay. just keep on dipping? Yeah. I guess we're just going to keep on Dip dipping. Do. You don't trust Akiko, and you have no intention of going back out, back inside. Can, you can, back we, up along- can we yeet, as the kids say, can we yeet Akito off of the side into the Power Duke? Well, hold on. I think you might be. I might think you might be about to eat. You mm. back up along the ledge, hoping you'll be able to escape. I'm trying to help you, she whispers, approaching slowly. Sure, you say, moving away from her. As you back up, the ledge gets narrower and the smell gets stronger. You barely have room to stand. <laughs> Suddenly, you lose your footing and slip the off the ledge. The fumes start to knock you <laughs> off your ass. <laughs> you get a little high. <laughs> Akiko's soot has a strangely intoxicating effect to you. Suddenly, you lose your footing and slip off of the ledge. Desperately, you cling to the wall, but you can't hold on any longer. You plummet downward, hitting the water below with a splash. You come up gasping for breath and start swimming for the castle wall on the other side of the moat. You are almost there when something wraps around your ankle and pulls you under. You struggle to get free as another tentacle grabs you around the throat. What kind of creature has you in such a hold, you wonder, as you are pulled deeper and deeper underwater? Unfortunately, you don't live long enough to ever find out. The end. We died? Yeah, we got killed by a kraken, apparently. You guys, there was like, <laughs> there was next to no karate in this. Yeah, but we, I, we, we could just go we came back. To like, ja- we came just... to Japan for a karate tournament. And yet, not once did we perform karate. Well, you could say that Akiko's uh, massive duke was a form of karate. It certainly took a lot of I will say it was offensive. <laughs> it was, certainly was an offensive uh, attack. So do you Her guys want to go... was mighty. Do you guys want to go back to where you first got out the window? Or do you want to just go back uh, one? Do you want to go like two choices and never go out the window? Or do you want to go like one choice? Well, I want to go back one choice, but I also want to go back far enough to see what Akiko ate to make that thing. Look, we already established it was cuttlefish, hot wings, and I don't know, chicken and waffles, probably. Ah, chicken and waffles, so good. (laughs) Okay, back to uh, on the ledge. Okay, so we'll, we'll listen to Akiko and go back into the into the castle. I'll go back with you, but do not speak, Akiko whispers. Follow me and watch your footing. You move alongside behind her, alongside behind her, clinging to the side of the building. She makes her way to the corner and disappears around it. When you get there, you gingerly feel ahead with your foot, making sure the ledge continues on that side of the building. As you make the turn around the corner, you see in the moonlight the ledge leads to a broad stone platform in the distance ahead. When you finally reach the platform, Akiko is waiting for you impatiently. Hurry, she whispers. We mustn't be seen out here. There are guards on watch above us. A shaft of pale yellow light cuts momentarily in the darkness as Akiko opens the door into the wall and pulls you inside. I hope no one saw us. Mind the smell, she says. You find yourself in a wide hallway at the end of which. At the end of which is a bank of el- <laughs> You find yourself in a wide hallway at the end of which is a bank of elevators. The kind you find in the hotel or an office building. 
Akiko runs into a bathroom and presses one of the buttons. No. She didn't run into a bathroom. Just, she, she went to the elevator. Turn to page 50. Yay. Christian, sound effect. Any sound pages? effect will do. Seat. Richie, sound effect. Any sound effect will do. <laughs> That's... Whew. We got a Kiko over here. You just weakened the brand, bro. No, he made the brand ten times stronger. The only way you can make it any stronger than that is if we had like a soundboard that just had like Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes and like uh, air horn. Do you think legally we could get away with it? Because I say it's one hundred percent worth it. (laughs) If we can hard commit to that right now, (laughs) like we gotta pay. I need to pay some royalties or whatever it is. I swear to God, I'll start a GoFundMe. I'll do whatever it takes. It's like, Christian's going to be like, do you think legally we can get away with it? I could have, don't bother my friend. He's dead tired on lock all the time. We doing this? Wait, wait. No, we're we'll get not back. doing that. We'll get back to it. We'll come back. We'll, we'll go around. We got Christian the soundboard, Martin. You're our soundboard. Do an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote for me. I'll be suit. Remember, Benny, when I said I'd kill you last? Yeah, you did say that. I lied. Don't be a liar. That's a terrible lesson for the kids. Yeah, that movie... <laughs> that is no bathroom! Hey, Richie, remember how uh, Kindergarten Cop starts with Arnold Schwarzenegger kicking down the door of a crack den and murdering, like, 12 people? <laughs> <laughs> How many parents walked out of the theater? Answer, none, because they loved it. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think any parents walked out of the theater at that point, because, like, that was, like, peak war on drugs time, where they're like, yeah, fucking blast them down in the street. Hell yeah, Reaganomics. Reaganomics. (laughs) Parents were like, see, that's what you do, kids. You bust down crack dens, you get what you need. You see, kids, if you guys were doing that instead of playing your damn Super Nintendos, we might make some progress. What? <laughs> Here's some money. Go see a drug war. What was that all about, you ask? Why'd you let me crawl out there and risk my life? Well, fucking, I'm going to go ahead and answer First this off, one for her. We, chose we did that. To. It was our choice to do that. Because she told the us power to wait. is ours. She the told us to wait five ours. minutes while she sorted one out. So, like, that's on us. I was betting on the idea that if you tried to escape, you were not one of Kokuru's security people. Oh, so if we had stayed, we probably would have died. It's possible. Further, I suspect one of Inspector Saito's agents. Am I correct? You have a message for me from headquarters? Message? Headquarters? I'm not security. I was kidnapped on the street just after I arrived from the States. Akiko was silent. I see. She then says, as one of the elevators arrived, so you must die. (laughs) No, she doesn't actually say that. That'd be great, though. The two of you get in. We have a problem. Why would Kukuru want you kidnapped? I don't know, you say. When I was in the electronics store in the city, and those men in strange-looking samurai costumes came and smashing everything up, I did see the face of one of those men when his helmet fell off. That must be it, then. 
I've got to go back to Tokyo police and tell them. Tell them what, you ask? Tell them that the Ujek have started started their plan to dominate the electronics market by wiping out the competition. To collect oh their God, valuable dude. plastic. They really are Sony coming in to bust up Panasonic. They want that valuable plastic, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, there's only a limited supply of plastic in Japan. They got to produce so more many credit cards. They got to get some plastic. But how could they think they get away with that? Wouldn't it be kind of obvious, you ask? I mean, if they destroy all the other name brands, won't people notice? Oh, they'll smash up a few of their own things as well. Just not as many. And that's only part of the master plan, which is to conquer the world. I'll explain more later. She says as the elevator door opens, first, I want to show you something. Turn to page 26. What is she going to show us, you think? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I hope it's like a burrito. Yeah, if she like pulls out like a Taco Bell burrito wrapped up, she's like, I found this miracle food. Unfortunately, it leads to very violent soots. The soot this will produce will blow your mind. <laughs> and the doors off the stalls. Just don't eat Chipotle. The soots it produces will damage you internally. Those aren't, those aren't recoverable suits. You step off the elevator into a large laboratory filled with computers and elaborate electronic equipment and machines. Technicians in white lab coats are busily working inside plexiglass enclosures, no doubt designed to be controlled temperature as well as contain the sound. Kokuru is developing a computer chip the size of a pinhead, Akiko whispers. It will be planted in every type of UJEC equipment, radios, television sets, computers, telephones, fax machines, even digital wristwatches. Through it, Kokuru will broadcast subliminal commands. People from all over the world will be subconsciously programmed by only Ujek products and later to one, follow Kokuru's orders. One second. Are you going to tell me that you can make a watch digital? What kind of fantasy bullshit is this? Keep it realistic, at least. This was 1992. Digital watches existed. Oh, I don't believe so. They don't exist now. Richie, can you say something? Are you even in the call anymore? Richie, are you ignoring us? I will not be ignored. Entirely? Uh, he's like grayed out. And like, if he would, could hear us, he probably would have said something. He can hear us. I can hear him and he can hear me, but he can't hear you and you can't hear him. I am the catalyst. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> Yeah, so I can hear both of you, you can hear me, and I can hear Richie, but you can't hear each other. This is bizarre as shit. Okay, well, we'll probably have to use Richie's Audacity file, but also this is going to be insane. Uh, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll speed towards an ending here. I mean, yeah, we're almost at an hour. Uh, but how can you, you start later, Akiko interrupts. Here comes the trouble. It's trouble, all right. You recognize at once the man approaching in the black gi with the Ujek logo emblazoned in crimson on the chest. It's the man whose helmet you knocked out at the beginning at the store in Tokyo. He begins to shout at Akiko in Japanese. Then he calls over another man, also dressed in black. Calmly, Akiko answers both their questions. Turn to page 45. I told them that you were a new recruit and that I was assigned to show you around, Akiko leans. Uh, Akiko leans over to tell you the two men confer. Outsiders, they pointed out, aren't allowed in the labs. We're in trouble. What'll we do, you ask? 
Well, they're going to take us to the sergeant at arms at the upper level. He's... Pretend to go along with him and wait for my signal, yeah? We're waiting for a signal? Are you sure? I I guess. Akiko protests in Japanese that the two of you are led to the elevator. When the door opens, the men push you inside. As the door closes, Akiko makes her move. Her hand is a blur as she knuckle punches one of the men in the solar plexus, the area just below the chest. Her eyes glaze over as his eyes glaze over as he loses consciousness. The other man makes a lunge for the Whoa. emergency button. I heard this, uh, uh, this elevator uh, ride is like taking us to hell. So Richie can't hear you. You're just sending him a Richie, text. Richie can hear me, but he can't hear you, so he can't hear the story anymore. So I'm trying to keep him in the loop. <laughs> By sending him the single message, Akiko is fighting for us. <laughs> Richie, we're going to give you 30 unbroken seconds. I want your, I want some A material out of you, and then we'll hopefully be able to use it. Who You want 30 seconds out of Richie? Yeah. Richie, so we need you to go for 30 hit. seconds of just gold. Starting when the timer hits 30, which is in... Three, like, like two, I just want you to just talk one. for 30 seconds. It's giving us gold that we can splice in. Just just talk. Go, gold. Richie, do it. All right, there better have been some good shit in that, Richie. Richie? Okay, bud. I think he wanted it to be about the story or at least something that's vaguely relevant to what we're doing. <laughs> Not a story about you making learning to make a pig noise. Oh, that's going to be good, I mean, I, I, I hope you. I hope you use this, Brent, but it is irrelevant as fuck. Oh, I'm going to use it. We're we're already in salvage mode with whatever happens in the rest of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the other man makes right. a lunge for the emergency button. Following Akiko's lead, you push his hand away. At the same time, using a backhanded strike to strike the side of his head, knocking him out. Well done, Akiko says as she pushes the stop button. I'll go down to the garage and see if I can grab one of their vehicles. I don't have much of a chance of getting away, but if I do, I'll send the police to come get you. Your best bet, I think, is to stay in the castle and plead ignorance. You have a moment to think as she pushes the button for the lower levels. If you insist yes. on going with Akiko, turn to page 30. If you stay in the castle, oh. turn to page so 97. Okay, so should we should we take this elevator ride from hell where two men passed out and stay with Akiko in the castle as you fight for justice? Or bail and try to get to the police station? That's a great question that me and Richie both heard and you're going to discuss now. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do? 97. Well, Richie, I could also see the benefit of us staying and helping Akiko and fucking everybody up. But I say we bail and bail hard. Okay. So, uh... Hold on. I lost where what page that was. I gotta check again. I always want to live. I'll never be a badass. Uh, here we go. There's no way I'm staying here, you say. I'm going with you. Akiko nods as the door of the elevator opens and the two of you step out. Not far away, a mechanic is working on a large truck. It's hood up and the motor running. As Akiko rushes toward him, the man sees her and straightens up, a wrench in his hand. He makes a swipe at her just as he le as she leaves the ground and connects with a snap kick to his chest. God damn, she's got the goddamn oh, snap matrix. kick to the chest, just dodging a wrench. What a badass! Am I right? Crying backwards over a workbench and into the wall behind it. 
He's out cold. Richie's on the toilet sooting right now, if uh, people are wondering. That's why you can't hear him. Some power sets. It's not a technical issue at all. Of course uh, not. Yeah. Akiko slams the hood of the One truck more? shut and runs around the driver's side. Jump in, quick, she shouts. Turn to page 89. God, I hope we get an ending soon. You manage to get inside and close the door just as she floors the accelerator and takes off. Several men come rushing toward you from all directions, but it's too late. One of them bounces off the side of the truck just before it smashes through a wooden the wooden doors at the far end of the garage. Seconds later, the headlights are strobing into the night. The road car- curves ahead of you. The moon comes out from behind a cloud, and you see the roadway carve up through a series of steep hills, spiraling down the flat plain below. Looks like we made it, you say, so far. But Kukuru's men will be in after us soon, Akiko says. Keep an eye out. Uh, keep an eye out back and see if anyone is coming. On page 66. In the distance, rapidly So we're in a car accident and we're dying? Hold on. Yeah, that's the secret ending, is that we actually died this whole time. In the distance, rapidly growing smaller as you speed away, is the towering castle, pale in the moonlight, its curving roof outstretched like the wings of an enormous bird. Suddenly, you see a pair of headlights, like two glowing eyes in the darkness, coming coming your direction, and fast. They're after us, you tell Akiko. Can we outrun them? I'm not so worried about the ones behind us, she says. What I'm afraid of is that they'll radio their agents and send a car to head us off. She pauses and then points ahead. Look down below. A pair of headlights coming our way. Well, what do we do now, you ask? We may have to abandon the truck and try the road. She says, on the other hand, that car ahead may not be one of theirs. How about stopping, turning off our lights, and then rolling down the truck on the side of the road? This is like uh, on MySpace when they were like, oh, if like a car with no lights on has a new flash of headlights, the Crips will get out and kill you. Remember that shit? Oh, absolutely. So what you're telling me is we can either get out of the car and start running that we just crashed, that we all are aware that we just crashed, or we can signal to the truck that also just pulled over and see if he will save us or if he is the enemy. Oh, no, we have two options. We can abandon the truck. So, yes, like we just crashed, like you said. Hmm. Or we can keep going in the truck. I say we just keep going. Richie. Richie also says we keep going, so we must keep going. To well, death. I guess we just keep going. Book it. Book it hard. You decide to stay with the truck and keep going. The cars coming after you are rapidly closing in on both sides. Any doubts you have about the car in front of you goes out the window when it suddenly swerves sideways, blocking your way. Akiko slams on the brakes, but the truck doesn't stop in time, smashing into the car ahead. Her head hits the windshield, knocking her unconscious. Akiko can't drive for shit. (laughs) While your door opens and you are thrown out into the road. Two seconds later, the car coming behind rounds the corner at high speed. It too can't stop in time, and it smashes into the back of the truck knocking over the embankment along with the other car in front of you. Your legs feel like it's bro- like they're broken. <laughs> but you we get up painfully we, and we manage to, to hobble. For a karate tournament. And manage to hobble back down the road. You don't get far. A hail of bullets cuts you down. There is no one left to explain the grisly scene when the police come. We get gunned down? You got- hey, Richie, you missed something, bud. We got Gunned down. I'm seeing a note that says lost connection to server, so let's wrap this episode up quick as we can. Especially considering the fact that we just got gunned down, and if we lose that, that moment is devastating. Yeah, we got um, we got gunned down. So we, 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 we always like to make little like jokes that we died, but in this case, we literally were shot down in a hail of bullets and died. That's 
phenomenal. That's devastating. Um, well, yeah, we got, so we we're dead. That's the end, everybody. Stan's dead. Good night. <laughs> Fuck shit. Uh, you know what? As always, this has been the choice of our, uh, is ours, but, uh, you know, uh, we're dead. So I'm not sure we can actually do another episode after this. Are we legally allowed to do that? You know what? Uh, through the power of soot, I believe we can do anything. I think we established in this episode that soot means taking a violent dump. So is that what you're saying we're going to do? Well, I might in a couple minutes. Those meat nachos are really doing their job. Uh, your third day in a row, meat nachos. Good job, buddy. Well, fantastic. I think Richie's gone for good. Yeah, I think Richie... Well, you know what? I think that was Richie. I think Richie got sucked into the book like the page master and he got gunned down. I think that's what happened. Well, fantastic. The choice was ours. <laughs>